Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode four of my podcast, Messy Notebook Paper. I'm your host, Riley, and today I'm recording this episode on my bedroom floor because turns out my phone is about to die. And I have an iPhone 11, which means um, I cannot use my headphones at the same time I'm using my um, I'm using my charger, which is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. So um, if this audio sounds like complete crap, I'm sorry. It is what it is. So last night was episode four of Listen to Your Heart. And if you listened to my episode last week, you heard my thoughts on episode three. Start. So. Episode 3 last week, it basically was the first time all the couples were kind of pairing up and deciding to get serious. The only serious couple, though, right now that I see is um, Chris and Brie. I think they're my favorite couple, and it really showed in this episode. I think they're just so amazing. But, um, yeah, and at the end of the episode last week, Danny and Becca went home. And I actually follow Becca on Instagram, and they she said they are just friends right now, which is honestly, we stand. We stand a good friendship between them because I think they're so adorable and lovely. They take another episode four they start with at the beginning of episode four they start with like a preview of the episode which is what they do every week chris basically says there are six couples remaining it's jamie and trevor yes that is their names jamie and trevor chris and brie rudy and matt julia and sheridan brandon and savannah and natasha and ryan yeah those are the six remaining and basically based on the preview all i need to know about this episode is that i hate brandon with a burning passion which is why this episode was so good but yet so bad in the end and you'll see why okay so at the start of the episode once again i hate brandon i think the episode start oh yeah okay so here's what happened the episode starts all the couples are kind of like reflecting on what they want to talk about julia seems very intent on getting with brandon even though she seems to have a pretty good relationship with sheridan i don't really understand why she's like not in it i don't julia and brandon were just frustrating this episode i didn't really understand it it wasn't great um so chris comes back and of course sheridan is like being attacked in this whole situation same with savannah i love savannah and sheridan i think they're more they're much more level-headed that than their relationship counterparts um so chris comes in and basically says you know the um, you guys all did really well at your performances last night, and now you obvi- you obviously see the results of what can come from a bad performance. And he basically drags, he drags Becca and Danny through the dirt. It's so funny. Um, he's like, you see, they didn't really work out, and they went home. Those are the consequences if you don't have a good performance. Like, really, like, putting the pressure on them. And then he says, okay, we're going to give you date cards, and you're going to be going on dates with different people to either help your previous relationship or develop a new one which seems a little late in the game it is episode four out of six we are like we have two episodes left so we're about uh more than halfway through and it just it just came out of nowhere i think they were just trying to resolve the producers are obviously like puppet masters they were trying to resolve the brandon julia sheridan and savannah like love love square i guess they were trying to do that so chris says okay today's dates are going to be Chris and Rudy, which is a really odd coupling, because Chris seems, like, so suave, put together, really, um, like, quiet, I think, and Rudy is not. She's the complete opposite. She's 
Rudy is so funny. She's just, like, there are a few people on the show where I'm like, okay, you're not really made for TV, which is okay, because that's not really what you're going for. Like, people on The Bachelorette, they're usually there for, of course, ulterior motives. You're not here for the right reasons. But the people on the show, like, they don't really give me, like, reality TV star vibes, of course, because they're musicians, like I said. Uh, like, Rudy and Natasha kind of have that, like, not not together, but they have that dynamic where it's like, okay, I know what I'm supposed to be doing here. They kind of stir the pot if you get what I'm saying. So, Chris Harrison says that Rudy and Chris are going to go on a date. Ryan and Jamie are going to go on a date. That just seemed weird because it feels like that was stuck episode one and they didn't really go back or do anything. And it seemed like Jamie was pretty keen on Trevor. So, I don't really know why they decided to throw that in. I guess kind of like... Maybe wrap it up one more time, like, say, like, oh, yeah, see, they're not, like, in a relationship anymore, they're in a friendship. And then, of course, the moment we've all been waiting for, um, Brandon and Julia are gonna go on a date together, which I'm sure pissed Sheridan and Savannah off so, I feel so bad for them, because they're, like, they're going through it based on the people they're together with, but they're not, like, interested in each other, like, Sheridan's only interested in Julia, and I feel like Savannah could have gone with someone else, but she was kind of all in with, uh, Brandon too at this point because they're all kind of coupling off and getting very serious so um I said this sucks for Chris and Brie but not really because Chris and Rudy's date ends up just being like they're chilling and hanging out and they're kind of like solidifying their previous relationships and then I said who could have seen that coming because this whole ploy was used so Julia and Brandon can get together to send a few more people home so um I hate Julia but Brandon is clearly to blame here he said verbatim I want to try this out with you that I don't remember what night that was I think he oh maybe that was two weeks ago he knew Sheridan was going to give his rose to Julia so he gave his rose to Savannah knowing Julia was going to be safe like he was kind of playing he's kind of playing it um which didn't make a lot of sense to me like that seems so like mind like mind tricking like I don't that sounds so dumb, but um, that's basically what he's doing. He's the I hated Brandon in this episode. I'm gonna say this later, but um, like when Brandon was first introduced, I was like, okay, he's an army guy that plays m- music or whatever. Like I don't really have to pay attention to him, but he like came out of nowhere with all this drama. It's so dumb. But um, I said Sheridan deserves so much better. So I think this must have been when they were all kind of getting ready for their dates. They're not really dates. They're just them, like, kind of going off and hanging out, except for Julia and Brandon. Through, like, Rudy and Chris, they got them, like, a little picnic, and then I think, um, Ryan and Jan- <laughs> Jamie, Ryan and Jamie went on a, Brandon went to some, like, restaurant, worked on a song, so they're, it was, of course, all used, created for them. So, um, I don't know what Sheridan was doing right here. But Chris was, like, playing on the piano before his date, proving he is one of the best singers in this house. I think a lot of the people are not very good, but Chris is very good. And then, at one point, I don't know if Rudy says it to Chris, or if she says to Matt, or whoever she said it to, but she says, I have problems, which is very relatable. And then, while Rudy is getting ready to go on a date with Chris, like, she's about to leave, she says, she says straight out, like, oh, I want to, I would rather stay here and hang off Matt, which is good, because I'm glad they moved past that drama that they were having in the first episode, that seemed very much just, like, formulated for the show, so it's good that they moved past that, and that they're working on their current relationship, but, um, so, like, Natasha was going over with Matt, and they were, like, suntanning or whatever, and she was trying to, I don't know why she was trying to get in, in 
all that. Like, that's what I'm saying. Natasha's there to create drama, which I'm here for because no one else in this house is creating drama. It's kind of boring. It's so low on the drama. And the drama there isn't even good. I don't want to hear about Brandon and Julia's problems. They're so annoying. But, um, yeah, so Trevor, then Trevor comes over and starts suntanning with Natasha. His nipples are so weird looking. <laughs> I don't know why I noticed it, but I don't know what Jamie sees in him. Also, I was noticing this. I didn't write it down. But later, at the end of the episode, like, all the couples are, like, kind of getting together after the rose ceremony. The smallest age gap between them, like, between each couple, is Chris and Bree. They are two years apart. Bree is 28 and Chris is 30. The rest of the couples have a very large age gap between them. I think, let's see, Rudy and Matt. Rudy is 24 and Matt is 32, which is, like, eight years apart. And then Trevor and Jamie. Jamie's 21 and Trevor's 29. Again, eight years apart. And then who is left? Who is left? Give me one sec. It's going to come to me. Natasha and Ryan. Ryan is 28 and Natasha is 33. So it's five years. So yeah, Chris and Rudy. Not Chris. Chris and um, Chris and Bree are much, much closer in age. I don't know why I found that interesting. So then Rudy and Chris go on their date. And it's like a picnic or whatever. And she's like spying on the house. Because she's really worried about Natasha getting involved with Matt. And I think that was just kind of solidify their friendship. Same with Jamie and Ryan. They go on a spa date. And um, they are just friends, it seems like. So even J- Jamie says that. She's like, people might think that our relationship is over. But we are still friends. And I'm like, okay, Jamie, whatever. I don't really care about you. And then we cut to Julia and Brandon's date. And I don't remember where they were going. I think it's somewhere like famous or whatever. But then there's... um. This songwriter, he has such chaotic energy. Julia says he wrote for, he worked with Taylor Swift and Ed Sheeran, which, like, one of those people I care about. But this songwriter was like, yeah, man, that sounds good. That sounds good. Whatever. And then Julia is just, oh my god, she needs to make up her damn mind. I don't know what this girl's doing. During Julia and Brandon's date, we cut between them writing their, so they are working on a song together. And then we cut back to Sheridan writing a song to Julia, which seems to be his go-to thing to do. I don't know. Like, the very first episode when he was trying to woo Julia, he was like, oh, I'll write a song for her. Which seems to work for him a lot better, because he doesn't know any of the words to any of the songs he's singing for the performances. It's very funny. Um, and then Julia and Brandon were working, were working on their song together. And I said, I can't believe Julia is 27. She looks so much older. She gives me such scary PTA mom vibes. Like, especially during this episode where she was like, why are you getting angry at me for no... Oh my god, oh my god. She reminds me of, like, not even, like, just a mom in the PTA. She is the leader of the PTA. She's putting all those events together. She... Her husband's, like, a doctor. He's never home. Like, ugh. She's, like, two and a half kids. It's weird. Okay. So... Sheridan was practicing. He has a pretty good voice. I think him and Julia sound the best together. They both kind of have individual voices on their own, but they sound really good together, which is another reason why they should be together, and she shouldn't be with Brandon. Um, and then Julia also has a good voice. She sings with Brandon. Brandon does not sing naturally. He looks like he has to take a shit every time he sings. He's like, he's like, gets red in the face it shouldn't be like that it should be natural i don't understand why you're like forcing it out um and then julia says at the end of her date that she wants to be with brandon and i'm like okay i could have seen that coming from a mile away but like what's this going to do to my man sheridan because i don't want him to go home so at this point i'm thinking why doesn't sheridan just go over with savannah and be like hey you want to try this out but also i can't really actually i could see them together a lot more than i could see sheridan and julia together sheridan gives me that like 
kind of kooky vibe and so savannah gives me that really cool vibe so i feel like they'd work together but obviously they're not gonna just do that like four four episodes in if this was a bachelor situation where they had like maybe 12 episodes to work on it or like a bachelor in paradise i think they would probably go for it but i don't know it'd also be kind of weird because they invested so much into those other relationships so they have to be in the same house as them i don't know if they would do that so um then someone says i think they're talking with sheridan here like it's um Trevor and Jamie and Rudy and Matt, they're staying together on the couch. They're, like, I like that foursome there. They're kind of all friends. And um, they're talking with Sheridan. Sheridan's like, I think I just need clarity. I think Julia needs clarity. And he's like, that's the word of the day. And then Trevor goes, yeah, that's the word of the week. And I'm like, ooh, <laughs> really roasting Luke P. from Hannah's season there. Oh, my goodness. They always say clarity. And then Julia comes in from her date and says, Sheridan, can I talk to you? And they walk away. And Matt turns to the rest of the group and goes, that didn't look good. Like, no shit, Matt. Of course it didn't look good. Stupid. And then, so Sheridan's, I think Sheridan gets the vibe that Julia is going to dump him. And Sheridan is so over it. And, oh my god. This is when Julia gave me such PTA mom vibes. Because I don't know, she was like, so what are you saying? Like, in just a regular voice, she goes, I don't know why you're being so mean about it. Like, are you kidding me? What? You're telling him you don't want to be with him anymore. He has a right to be upset. Oh my god. So, after that, there was, they got to a really heated argument that I was genuinely uncomfortable about. And, like, Julia's telling him, like, I don't, I don't want to keep this relationship going. I want to go with Brandon. And Sheridan's getting upset. And he, as soon as Julia says, I want to go with Brandon, he goes, okay. And she's like, how could you walk away from that? Like, what else is he supposed to say? And he gets defense. He's like, bro, what am I supposed to say to that? So, and then she's like, you're laughing at me, blah, blah. And Sheridan says the most relatable thing. He says, I'm laughing so I don't cry. That hit different. I had to pause the TV. I'm like, girl, give me a moment. So Sheridan leaves. Sheridan decides to leave because obviously Julia is into Brandon. And everyone's so, so, everyone really liked Sheridan. And so did I. I think Sheridan was one of the more likable people in that whole drama relationship. He didn't seem like, super comfortable being on TV, but I think that was okay, um, so they were really all supportive, and then as he's leaving, they're showing flashbacks to him and Julia's relationship and their dates and that dumb song they sang, um, that the Bones Are Good, whatever song, I don't know what it's called, but it was really cringy, and I was like, ooh, what are they doing, so then they had Sheridan do this whole, like, talk to the camera thing about the breakup and everything and he was saying like oh i'm such a nice guy i don't know why she's always going for these fuck boys and i'm like okay that rubbed me a little bit of the wrong way but also like he kind of has a point because brandon is not the nicest guy and then i remembered how good um julia and sheridan sounded together like through the flashbacks and then brandon goes to confront savannah about everything like at this point sheridan has left julia is being like um consoled by jamie and rudy and then brandon goes to talk to Julia. And he still has feelings for Julia. That's what he says to Savannah. And then I remembered that I hate Brandon and he's the worst. So I was not on board. I was on Savannah's side 100%. So Brandon and Julia are toxic. Why are they yelling at their other partners? I said this earlier, but he must have yelled at her or something. About something. So he, he they keep yelling at each other. It's so uncomfortable. So they keep cutting between Savannah and Brandon's fight and Julia, like, talking to Rudy and Jamie about it, and, um, Savannah's like, I can't know, I don't know if I can trust you, stuff like that, she's like, 
whatever you might be doing with me, you might be going into doing Julia, which was such a roast. It was really good. I love Savannah, and I'm really sad that she um, is going to leave soon. <laughs> Spoiler alert. But um, if you couldn't see that coming, obviously. And then Brandon goes. Like I said, Brandon is the oldest one in the house. I'm pretty sure he's like 33, 34. Savannah is 25. There is a nine-year age difference. And he keeps calling her sweetie and, like, out of context, too. It is gross. And I was like, ew. So, um, he's really gross and, um, patronizing. He's, like, calling her baby and, like, he says, can we talk like adults? Like, no, you made a mistake and you're not owning up to it. And Savannah is grilling you about it and you're not willing to, like, apologize truthfully and say, like, how, what can I do to, like... He just never seems honest at anything he's doing. And um, I said, no wonder he's 34 and still single. Which, like, decide to leave after that terrible fight. And um, for some reason, I wrote Bree so pretty. I think she, she was just filling the audience in on all the drama that was going on. So I said, thank God Savannah got out of that. And then I think, was Brandon talking to Rudy and mad about something because I said Rudy, Rudy looks so cozy she's like she's kind of all curled up in her little ball it's so she looks so cozy so and then Chris comes in and says like okay go find your song assignments because now like everyone's kind of getting serious so at this point Julia and Brandon have decided to do their next performance together which everyone in the house says is kind of weird because they've all kind of been there since day one of course Matt and Rudy had some drama at the beginning same with Jamie and her kind of love triangle but and, like, Natasha came late in the game. But, of course, Chris and Brie have been there since day one. So, um, Chris is like, okay, so you're going to decide to do these performances. So, I think that's five couples. So, I said, let's hope the songs aren't dumb. Because last week, I said all the songs were stupid. And then none of them were very um, good love songs. So, I think Jamie and Trevor got that Megan Trainer and John Legend song. Which, like... It's a love song, but also, like, the two people singing it originally aren't really in love. But whatever, it's fine. And then Brie and Chris get Lover, which was my favorite thing because I love that song. Um, it's a really good song, and I also just love Taylor Swift, so I knew they would give, do it just Okay. Then we cut to the different couples. The song that Natasha and Ryan got, did I know that song? No, but it was dumb anyway. And then Matt and Rudy got some country dumb song that was stupid. And then Brandon and Julia get We Belong, which is by Pat Benatar, I think. But I know it because it's in Pitch Perfect 2. Brandon does not know it. He goes, he goes, I've never, and he, like, Julia's trying to, like, sing it, try to ca catch his memory, and she's like, how do you not know this song? And I'm like, what? And he's, and Brandon's like, it's this 80s, like, power ballad, and I'm just not into it. I'm like, he's 34. That means he was born in, like, I'm going to say, like, 19, 1987, I think. Like, he was definitely born in the 80s, so I don't really understand what the problem is. Um, so, Julia's like, for some reason, this song really fits our relationship. And I'm like, no shit, Julia. They picked these songs on purpose for that reason. And then it cuts to Natasha Ryan, Brandon, and Julia all sitting around a table. And Natasha goes, how did you not know we belong? And I was like, right, girl, right. I don't know how he doesn't know the song. So, and then he, ah, she asks, she's like, Julia, cover your ears. And I don't really understand how she, Julia didn't hear this whole conversation because they're talking pretty loud. So maybe they asked her, like, leave. Or they were like, Julia, can we, like, really cover those ears for me, please? So Natasha 
talks to Brandon goes, if Savannah would have wanted to stay and work on your relationship, would you have gone in with her? And Brandon says yes. What is this man doing? Oh my god. But at that point I was like, oh, Natasha's stirring the pot. And then I think that's when, yeah, that's when they all got ready for their performances. Chris needs to stop wearing scarves. The scarf is not cute in any way possible. I don't know. Don't know. Um, and then Natasha continues to stir the pot by telling Julia what Brandon told her earlier. So thank God we got some drama up in here. And then they got to like everyone sitting in the concert room. And I was like, remember when we could go to concerts? That's funny. Couldn't be happening right now. And then Chris introduces the judges. It's Rachel Lindsay and her husband Brian. I think she was the first black bachelorette. I think so. And then Andy Grammer and Tony Braxton. So at this point, I'm thinking, okay, they're getting a bachelor couple, they're getting a white guy with a guitar, and they're getting a pop singer. Like, we got that. So Rudy and Matt um, perform first. I forget what their song is called. It's some dumb country song about tequila or whatever, which is all country songs. And the judges' reactions, I don't know if they're, like, trying to, like, show with their faces, like, ooh, I don't like this. But the way, like, they cut to the judges' And then cut back to the singers. It's so funny. Oh, my God. And then Ru- I said, like, Rudy looks more comfortable on stage, even though she doesn't always sound the greatest. And they sound good together. Like, I think they kind of, they just have to feel, like, get a little stronger in their relationship, I think. And then next comment to Matt, like, I wanted you to play that guitar like you were playing her. And I'm like, what? That's disgusting. Ew. And then Jamie and Trevor perform next. And Jamie is very nervous like last week. But it's like more heightened because there's more people seeing it. Like she's performing in front of more people. And it, it, you can tell. Like you can tell she's just not comfortable. She's not really giving a lot in her performance. And the song just, I don't know, the song just isn't there. It gives me really um, big like 2013 when Megan Trainor was popular vibes. Um, so the judges' reactions are killing me. Oh my god. Andrew Grammer's like, get me out of here why did I sign up for this I don't know how they got him I don't know how they got Tony Br- how do they get these people half the budget was to um because they're not really paying for the musicians to be on the show like usually when it's the bachelor bachelorette you have to pay the bachelor bachelorette like to go on the show but like they I'm sure they're not paying these people to be there so they can use half their budget on the song rights and half their budget on the guest judges so like it all works out and also all the dates are super cheap so and they're not going anywhere so it'll be fine so the judges basically tell Jamie and Trevor, like, it didn't seem like there was a lot going on there. They say Trevor wasn't giving a lot to Jamie, and then Jamie was super nervous. So it was both kind of their fault, but of course Jamie's like, no, I messed it all up. And then they cut to Jamie and Trevor complaining, like, Jamie complaining, I shouldn't say Trevor. Jamie complaining backstage, but then they keep cutting out Chris and Bree's amazing performance. Like, oh my god. And then, so Chris and Brie sang Lover, which is, like, one of my favorite songs. And they must have changed the words so the performance wasn't super long. So I was trying to sing along with it, and I'm like, well, I don't know these um, changes to the song. So that was a little awkward. Um, and I said the song doesn't really fit Chris's voice. I think the song they sang last week, I don't know what song that was, but it fit his voice a lot better. I think this week the song was better tailored towards, um, get it tailored? <laughs> it was better tailored towards... Bree's voice but overall they sounded very good together and Tony Braxton was like "Ooh, yes I feel it you guys are so good together and I'm like 
yeah, girl, you get it. So they find Chris and Brie are finally getting the love they deserve. And they said, I love you. Like, it's episode four, baby. And you're already saying they love each other. Brie says, I just told him I loved him. And he didn't really hear me. And Chris is like, well, if I would have heard you, I would have said I love you too. And then backstage they say, and it's so cute. It is a little early, but... And then I wrote, how can Rachel Lindsay not be a Swifty? Because she said, I'm not usually, a, I'm not a Swifty, but I would be after I, if I heard your performance. And I'm like, okay, whatever, fine, whatever. It's not, not anything, not a big deal. And then Chris and Brie are kind of like reflecting on their relationship. Chris gets really emotional about his dad. He said his dad died. And he's like, I wish I could have introduced Brie to my dad. Told her she was the sweetest lady, sweetest woman I've ever met. And then, um. He said he does know about Bree's failed engagement, which is good because then there's going to be no drama between them, and they're going to go off scotch-free, and they're going to fall in love, and I'm just really excited for them to win. So, Julia and Brandon are next, and they sing We Belong, like I said, and um, Brandon cannot sing. He um, looks like he's a shit, and it's not natural. I'm sorry, it's just not good. Luckily, Julia kind of takes it, but it's just a really awkward performance, and um... (sighs) And all the judges are like, yeah, I wasn't feeling that. It didn't really sound that great. You guys obviously look really awkward. And Julia and Brennan came right out and said, we're a newer couple. Like, we just kind of paired up together. And they were all like, yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. And then backstage, Julia's like fuming about it. Because she's trying to blame things on Brandon. She's trying to blame things on Natasha because of what Natasha said before their performance. I'm like, honey, you can't blame everyone for your misfortunes. Like, come on. Like own up a little bit and then Brandon keeps calling um her sweetie which was gross and then Natasha and Ryan sang and I love Natasha Natasha's dress it was this like beautiful yellow like the sleeves were a little weird with the top but I thought everything looked really good and it was really good on her and then Ryan singing same with Brandon is just not natural it looks like he's really forcing and pushing it out and that's just no it's not good and then I heard what song were they singing it was a weird song. Yeah, I don't remember what it was. But um, then they, like, moved downstage. And Ryan's, like, doing these, like, head movements. It's really weird. And then after all the performances, Julia talks to Natasha and says, like, you know, I kind of had a rough day. And, Ju- and Natasha, what you did, what you did before performance was just not right. Well, you shouldn't have done that. And Natasha's like, yo, I'm just looking out for you, girl. And Julia's like, well, you could have just told me at a different time. But, like... She would have told you eventually. Like, when was she going to tell you? Just just shut up. She's so annoying. And then, oh my god, Natasha handled it great. I love Natasha. And then we go to the rose ceremony, which this rose ceremony, which they do on the stage before they just performed. So, Chris and Brie get a rose, and I said, Brie is so religious. I love it. She keeps, like, saying, I prayed to find someone, and I'm like, oh, girl, I love you. And then Matt and Rudy get a rose, and Natasha and Ryan get a rose, and then it comes down. It comes down to Jamie and Trevor. And Jamie's like, oh my god, we're gonna go home. But then Julia's like, we're gonna go home. So it's all this drama. But then Jamie and Trevor get the rose, and Julia and Brandon are going home. So I said, Julia needs to stop blaming people for her problems, and she's such a PTA mom. And when she's getting in the van, she's basically, like, not yelling at Brandon, but, like, yelling to the camera about Brandon. Like, he treated it as a solo performance, stuff like that. And she's saying, I wish I would have stayed with Sheridan because we had something really special. And I hope... Sheridan is laughing his ass off at home because I'm so glad he got out of that toxicity. And then they showed a preview to next week where they're going to get on some tour buses and they're going to go to Vegas, perform there. It looks like there's going to be some tea when Natasha kind of 
ruining some relationships, which, like, good. It's a Bachelor show. We need some drama. And I really, I just really hope Brie and Chris don't get in the middle of that. But it looks like Chris and Brie are going to get married. I don't know. They showed him in front of, like, a little chapel, like, all friend style. And they're, and Brie's like, we're going to get married. And I'm like, what? Not now. <laughs> what are you doing? And then, um, Rudy, at the end of the very, <laughs> at the very end, like, during the credits, she's, like, trying to talk about, the producers are trying to get her to talk about her upcoming date with Chris. But she can't focus because Matt is, like, exercising in the back. And she's like, oh, he looks really good. And I'm like, okay. But I love her. Um, so, yeah, that was the episode. I feel like I was talking way too fast. But I feel like that was a, a bit more organized than last week. So, honestly, this bat, this series could use a few more episodes to kind of like I feel like I still don't really know everyone I really like Chris and Brie and I think their relationship is really good and between all four couples all four couples I feel like Chris and Brie and Rudy and Matt might be the last two I don't know I just get that vibe that there's like drama afoot between Natasha and Ryan and Trevor and Jamie like there might be something something coming up so yeah that was this episode in terms of future episodes, I think I might do one on Hollywood, which is Ryan Murphy's new show on Netflix. It is utter garbage, and I'm so excited to talk about it. So I'll be probably reviewing that. I have two episodes left, so I'm going to do that. And then I'm going to start watching um, Too Hot to Handle, which has been a long time coming. I finished season one of Community, so now I feel like I can watch a few, like, one season shows and then come back to community and keep watching it and then of course I need need to be watching some decoms and I'm hoping I can do an episode with my sister we're talking about watching um cars 2 because that movie's garbage so we'll be doing that possibly in the future so that is the end of episode today um the podcast is on every platform except apple podcasts so you can basically listen to me anywhere. Make sure to share with friends, you know, rate and review. It'd be all fun. So I will see y'all next time. Bye.